Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges. This podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Go to batman-on-film.com for all the latest, greatest, coolest Batman news this side of Suicide Slums. Um, why did I say Suicide Slums? Well, this isn't a normal episode of the of the show. Well, I guess it kind of is, now that I think about it. Doesn't matter. Anyway, speaking of Batman on film, that's a better segue. Uh, I have the founder of Batman on film with me, Mr. Bill Jet Ramey. Sir, how the hell are you? I'm good. Thanks for <clears throat> having me on again. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so this is kicking off our Summer of Superman stories. Um, <clears throat> 85 years of the Man of Steel. And we are going to be talking Superman the movie, which, uh, as I said a, a minute ago off mic, I would argue is um, the most important Superman story outside of Action Comics number one. Uh, would you agree with that, or do you think I'm like way off base there? <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely probably um, just the most just it, it, superman event you know yeah um i lived it so i i was i was there uh i, I saw it in 70 uh, 78 right yeah 78 yeah. my gosh i was 13 when it came out what and the, got to experience it yeah it, it's so it's so interesting where th this year so we're talking 85 years of superman that means it's you know, like 45 years since the first movie mm -hmm. and 30 years for Lois and Clark, for the Lois and Clark fans out there. Um, a, lot of, a lot of Superman milestone. Um, so from where you were sitting, uh, you know, you always talk about Batmania in 89, mm -hmm. right? And how nothing tops Batmania in 89. Was there a Supermania in 78? There was not. Um it, it it wasn't on the level of of Batmania Bat Batmania Batmania mm -hmm. in uh, nineteen eighty nine with the release of Batman. It wasn't that that was a whole different that was something brand new, mm -hmm. uh, really. And but it was that yes, that was very. Um, I mean, it with with not having internet and. Um, you know, getting information. I don't even, you know, there weren't there. I know I wasn't reading like um, fan magazines even at then. That was a little bit few years later. Uh -huh. So I, I'm I'm trying to think where I got my info from, but I knew the I knew the movie was coming. Um, I think I found out like through. DC Comics because they had like a um, they had like a contest going like you can be in the new Superman movie oh and and uh, I, I know I entered that as a kid you know <laughs> yeah um, but you just couldn't you know it was you didn't follow movies like you can today mm -hmm. and it was I knew it was coming and then you know you started getting the um, it was kind of comparable to the the bat the 89 you know just that logo you know yeah yeah 
that was everywhere, the, the movie poster. And for Superman, it was like a blur of of red and blue mm-hmm. and and uh yellow. Right, right. Um and you had the Superman logo behind it, and it was just like you'll believe a man can fly, you know, Superman the yeah. movie. So that was out. Uh and so you, you you knew, you know, again, you knew it's coming. And uh, I remember going, I saw it opening night and mm-hmm. um, it was the theater was packed and it, it, yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. As a kid. And it was like, this was the first, this was like, this is like the, 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 the grandfather of, of superhero movies, the modern superhero movie. Yeah, I mean, it's like really the first one uh, that wasn't, you know, that was done seriously, quote unquote. And there's some, right. you know, there's some silly aspects to Superman, the movie um, in it, you know, but overall it, it was you know, taking Superman serious. And then I remember getting um, before it came out, I got a book the making of Superman, the movie. And re- I read the hell out of that and <laughs> learned a lot about, you know, uh, how they cast Christopher Reeve and mm-hmm. how hard it was to cast Superman at the time. And they were, you know, thinking of people like, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone and yeah. uh, uh, Robert Redford and Paul new, I mean, these uh, movie stars and a lot of them didn't even, uh, look anything like Superman, you know, it was just, right. just stumbled upon Christopher Reeve, who was a unknown actor who had been on a soap opera, you know, right. and, uh, ended up being perfect. I mean, he's skinny, you know, skinny as hell and <laughs> yeah, more blonde than, you know, dark hair. And he was, it was like perfect casting, just perfect. It It's that, uh, <clears throat> It's it's funny because when <clears throat> we talk about Superman, um, you know, like you, you hear Kevin Feige talk about that when they were starting the MCU, that they thought yeah. of with Superman the movie, and even um, Chris Nolan when he was making yes. Batman Begins. Like, Absolutely, let's, yeah. Let's cast a great actor and then fill in like the rest of the cast with more established actors. I mean, not that at the time Bale was established, but he wasn't quote unquote mainstream. Right. You yeah. Know, <clears throat> versus like a, an actor like Josh Hartnett or Ashton Kutcher, they were looking at at the time, you know, right for Batman Begins. Yeah. They were names. Uh, yeah. Name right, guys. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. They, they, they very much Chris uh, pattern Batman Begins after Superman, the movie. I mean, you know, um, doing it. He wanted to do a, a epic origin tale for Batman, like Superman, the movie. Uh, yeah. A lot of parallels between the two, you know. Yeah, for sure, and 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 it shows when you when you watch this movie that it it just the movie takes its time. We start and there's you know three when I mean, there's three acts to every movie, but there's three very distinct styles. There's mm-hmm. there's Krypton, there's Smallville, and then there's uh, Metropolis, mm-hmm. and each one is its own very interesting movie. But when they when you combine them, it it, you know, the movie was ahead of its time, you know, like movies yeah. just weren't like that back then, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, and um, and even the term blockbuster was fairly new, right? You had 
You had mm-hmm. Jaws, you had Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. But this was something just completely different. And and comic book stuff at the time, you know, you think of Batman 66 and even the George Reeves show, were just they were just meant to be like fun kid stuff. Mm-hmm. And and we all look back on that with reference now. But at the time it just this this was a gamble. And and the the Salkines, for all the you know <laughs> crap that they pull behind the scenes, um, they were still visionary enough to say, no, we can make a, a, a Superman epic. And when they mm-hmm. hired Donner, Donner was like, oh yeah, we could totally do that. Yeah. And it, it's kind of a shame that they behind the scenes they didn't get along and to the point where he didn't get to finish Superman too, because I mean, it, when people talk about Christopher Reeve Superman. You know they they often call it the Donnerverse, right? But mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's just. But he only did the one film. Even John mm-hmm. Williams, who did the music, only did the one film. <laughs> but it was that impactful that, you know, and I guess sort of George Lucas with the Star Wars sequels because he wasn't as involved with Empire and Jedi. Um, but everybody credits Lucas with all Star Wars, which I guess mm-hmm. as they should. But they also credit all the. Reeve Superman movies with Donner, even though mm-hmm. technically he only did one and a half movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he played a big role with that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's been a <clears throat> they released, you know, the Donner cut of Superman 2, uh that hatches in like um uses uh test screening footage at times, you know, yep. And, yep. and and parts from Superman the movie to kind of get the idea what the movie would have been. But, um, I mean, Superman twos, I mean, it's the one that we got is a, is a, not to get off on the tension of, of the sequel. When we're talking about the original, but mm-hmm. it, that was a huge hit. I mean, it's, it's up there as one of the, one of the great comic book movies. Oh yeah. And it's yep. still, uh, I mean, you top 10, top five Superman, the movie, has to be in there for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. uh how important it is it, it's you know without it there would never have been batman 89 without right. it there it, we wouldn't have the this this what michael useland calls the golden age of the comic book movie that we're in right now that just wouldn't have happened right and even even when after superman the movie um you know when michael along with uh Ben Melnicker, when they bought the rights to Batman from DC in 79, the year mm-hmm. after, it still was, it, it, Superman hadn't, that movie hadn't really, it didn't move the needle enough to where people were taking comic book films serious yet. Because that's right. why, it, you know, it, it took 10 years to get the Batman, you know, Batman made. Right. And, um, and then that changed you know, that was the next step of the of the progress, you know, of in, in comic book movie history is because uh, how big Batman was. But yeah, it all, it all goes back to Superman, the movie. I think what's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into like the behind the scenes drama. There's plenty of other yeah. podcasts and interviews that have done that. It, so all I'll say is, you know, I'll reiterate that it's a shame that they didn't get along because I think we could have had. I mean, movie history would just be different. Right. You know, I mean, who knows? Um, but, uh, I think 
what Donner was able to do, and, and it's interesting to me when I was growing up and becoming a movie buff and thinking, wait, the same guy who directed Superman directed Lethal Weapon? Like mm -hmm. I and they're completely different movies, you know, to to the point where uh it was about about a year, year and a half ago, I was rewatching uh, Ransom, the Mel Gibson movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Man, Donner is such a great director. And then I was looking at it, I was like, wait a minute, Ron Howard directed this? Like, what the hell? <laughs> So that's a funny way of me saying, you know, Ransom is Ron is Richard Donner pretending or Ron Howard pretending to be Richard Donner, which I find hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it it speaks to the the quality of how directors were treated back then too, right? Like mm -hmm. it they could do if you hand you know Rob Reiner Misery, he's going to make a great movie. If you hand him A Few Good Men, he's going to make a great movie. And they're vastly different. And I think that Donner had a really good sense of, okay, so here's how we play this movie. And like I said, it's the three acts. It has to look and feel different in the three acts and and still feel like the same movie, which is, mm -hmm. you know, how many directors could have done that? You know, like really yeah. not many when you look at, you know, and I'm not trying to bash on it, but like Man of Steel, where the first 20 minutes is Krypton and the rest of the movie is on earth. It, it's still, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it feels disconnected in a way that this movie doesn't. And, and maybe that's my nostalgia talking, but I really think that we progressed from Krypton to Smallville to Metropolis in a really easier fashion than other movies. You just, they, they can't match that for some reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, yeah, it is. It's one film, but yeah, it it's also three mini films within the complete film. You know, right. you pointed out the three parts. Uh, you know, the Krypton stuff is great. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I Brando as Jor El was that was a big deal back then. Just speaking right. from historical point of view, to get you know, they needed um. Since they were going, I remember a lot of it was from the, that book I was mentioning earlier about the making of the movie. Um, that they Donner, since they went with the unknown Christopher Reeve, a Superman, they had to have some, they you know, back in the you had to, they wanted a some name actors, some you know, headline name actors. I mean, right. Marlon Brando was huge. Even mm -hmm. even at that point, um, it had only been a few years removed from The Godfather. Yeah, and uh, I mean, even Mario uh, Mario Puzo wrote um, the 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 story. I for guess the, you know, yeah, for the, the, the first yeah, for, who wrote The Godfather? Oh yeah, not, yeah, yeah, he wrote the script, <clears throat> the original script for Superman. That's right. That's that, right. Yeah, that ended up. You know, they they. It morphed into what became with other writers, Superman the movie, but um, mm. but that getting Brando and then Gene Hackman was a big deal, yeah. Uh, yeah. As as Jor-El and then Lex Luthor, and uh, you know, there, there's that funny story of uh, Hackman wanted to didn't want to shave his mustache off, yep, yeah, Lex and um. Donner convinced him and went Donner shaved his off and then got a fake one from the makeup department. And yeah, and there, yeah. look, you shave yours off. I'll shave mine off. 
and Hackman said, okay. And Hackman shaved us off and Donner peeled the fake one off. He'd already shaved. So, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was good. So, um, but it, it, I just remembered, I mean, it was such a big deal for Brando. And then Brando basically like slept walk through the movie. If you read it, all the, you know, yeah. anecdotes about that, he, you know, he was having his lines fed to him on cue cards. And, and, um, uh, I think Christopher Reeve even said it, it was miserable, you know, because he yeah. was just didn't want to be there. Well, he got, he got, a, he got paid the most. So it was cause not far off from, you know, Nicholson as the Joker and Batman, but yeah, of course, Nicholson didn't mail it in, but it was, you know, Nicholson got paid more than Michael Keaton. So, and headlined the damn thing. Right. Yeah. Those stories I always find <clears throat> kind of funny where, but I also think, I don't know, like I, I watched the movie and as much as I think that's kind of diva-ish of Brando to be that way. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, man, him on his worst day where he doesn't care is probably still better than me on my best day. <laughs> yeah. still gives a great performance that we all. Yeah, it's fine. It, it, yeah. yeah. Um, you just, if you don't know that was going on you you wouldn't you couldn't tell yeah you know because you know because he was i mean great actor so even him even him uh kind of sort of mailing it in was still better yeah. than 90 percent of other actors so <laughs> you only found that stuff after the fact but watching it you know when i remember seeing it i just i i, I remember just being caught by the um I think it's probably the first time they ever used the Superman, the logo, as you know, a Kryptonian, like hieroglyphic, uh, right. you know, a name, family name symbol. You know, yeah. Uh, because I remember going, why is why is he why is Jor El wearing the S? You know, mm -hmm. he's he's wearing the S and he's got the spit curl. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the white. You know. Uh, and so that that's something that's been incorporated in, you know, from the film into Bat oh, Batman Superman mythos is that yep. it's not S. And even, you know, even in Man of Steel, it was what's well, not an S, you know, they turned it into it means it means hope. But it was still it was the the, the L family crest, you know, right, and you've right. seen that in the comic books since since Superman, um, the movie. So I remember that. And then just, you know, the. uh how Krypton looked, you know, it was, that was way different, you know, than anything mm -hmm. that, because up until then, and if you read it in the comics, it was very much, Krypton was drawn and depicted as um, like a lot of sci-fi pl alien planets uh, were back in the, you know, in the, 50s and 60s and 70s. It was not right. too far off from Earth, and they always, you know, had kind of crazy what they thought were futuristic costumes or clothing at that point. Right, for them right. to have the shiny stuff, and, and all the, the pe different people had a different uh, crest on their on there, and it, it was... I remember, and also that, like that, those two hoops that spun... Yeah, yeah. That that, that uh, Zod was in at the mm -hmm. beginning. I remember that, thinking, that's you know that how that was crazy. So I, I I'm just remembering thoughts that were going through my mind after seeing it. So 
Yeah, it was um, a lot of, yeah, you start talking about a lot of influence on Superman, big time. Yeah. The whole point of it being very important part of Superman history, like top two. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it, it's so interesting to me that those were like demands that uh, that Brando had. He wanted the spit curl and he mm. wanted to wear the S and they were just like, okay. And they kind of yeah. retrofitted that to make sense for you know, the other characters, the other Kryptonian council, like yeah. you said, is wearing different crests. Yeah, because I was going like, and I remember thinking, okay, this, okay, I get it now. It was, because they didn't say this is, you know, there was never a line of like, this is the L family crest or, you know. You right, just, right. You had to infer inference with, the, you see the other Kryptonian leaders and they all had the different, you go, okay, Superman's family wears yeah the s looking one yeah and and i i find that just so just so fascinating that it, it's it's kind of the first time that the comic books influenced or the the, the media outside the comics influenced mm -hmm. the comics right because mm -hmm. you see that yeah all the time now yeah. where um you know like there were some like superman stories like after smallville came out where the kents were made a little bit younger like they were in smallville mm -hmm. as opposed to being like older like they were um, and same with, uh, you know, like, you know, going back to 89, right. The, the Gotham city looked a lot like the movie, right. You know, they tried to make it look more like the movie in the comics. And even the way Batman was drawn was a little bit more like, you know, the, the mm -hmm. blues and the grays were darker. Um, and it's just like common practice now. Right. You know, so <laughs> we have all these peacemaker comic books that we didn't have, you know, two or three yeah. years ago, but because he's a popular character, well, we got to have some more Peacemaker stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and also note, like Christopher Reeve was young, you know, he was in his, he was in his, well, he was like 27 when he made. Oh, he was young. Yeah. Superman. Um, and it's the first time we saw Superman as a younger man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not, he wasn't a kid, even though you, we, you know, we, we see, uh, teen teenage Clark Kent, right? Uh, in in the Smallville part. Well, he was still like but, thirty when he was cast. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, but yeah. I, I think you know Superman. I think if you do the the math in the movie, he is late twenties, thirty tops, right? Uh, in the movie, but Christopher Reeve was like twenty seven, and it's the first time we really saw him as. It's the first time, and I even as as a fan of the character saw him as someone not too much older than me i was mm -hmm. 13 and he was probably you know you're talking about just 10 15 years older instead of like a, a you know he was always like a father figure you know you look at george reeves and even in right. the comic books he was drawn you, you thought of superman being like 40 you know 40 years old and this older and this and in that Another influence, I think, on the comics is it is definitely Superman. After that, got younger in the comic books. Yeah, yeah. And especially after you know the 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 Man of Steel, John John Byrne, uh, series in the in the eighties, mm -hmm. like eighty five, eighty six, when that came out, that's when they were kind of resetting. That very much influenced by Superman the movie and and and, and Christopher Reeve his what you know 
how Superman looked in the comic books influenced by Christopher Reeve, which is right. funny because Christopher Reeve looked a lot like Superman, you know, it was just, <laughs> you know. Well, like, uh, art, he, yeah. well, like, you know, uh, <clears throat> when like Byrne, you know, did the redesigns, they, they beefed him up because Christopher Reeve mm-hmm. looked a little beefed up and, mm-hmm. and, and made him look younger. And it's, it, so it is interesting that the, the idea is like, well, let's, let's not make him look too human right in the books now let's make him look like an arnold schwarzenegger beefed up type uh but still like a young guy versus at the time you know he always looked like just 35 40 and george reeve was you know uh kind of his career was kind of dwindling at the time when they mm-hmm. cast him for adventures to superman and i mean that's a whole other story of course um and I've actually never really seen much of those, the Adventures of Superman, to be honest with you. Um, have you seen any of those? Oh, my God. Yes. I watched them. <laughs> when I was a kid, they were in syndication. So okay. it was just, it was like, um, you know, coming home from school and, you know, Batman 66 would be on. And so you could, you could watch, I've, I've probably seen every one of them. And okay. even the, you know, even that first movie, what was Superman the, and the Mole Man? I think. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, and um, that kid, I love. I mean, I I loved it. That was mm-hmm. that was it, he was George Reeves was very much like pulled right out of the comics of that era. Yeah, you know, George Reeves what in his forties mm-hmm. when he made that. For sure, yep. you know, getting toward fifty, and you know, just Superman being older and kind of a square, and it just it was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just seeing Superman, the movie was that really, it changed my perception of Superman as well. Um, uh, him being younger, you know? Yeah. And and I think that that's, I mean, that's on the one side from a business point of view, good storytelling, because now you have an actor you can lock down for several movies. I mean, they didn't think mm-hmm. like that back then because he was only tied to two movies at the time. Yeah. Um, but Nowadays, it's like, well, if we cast, you know, Sebastian Stan when he's 24 years old, then we have him for the next 10 years and he'll sign on to nine Marvel movies, you know. Um, so that's and, you know, and same with some of the TV actors, right? They will cast these guys and lock them down for a seven season contract. So it's like, well, Grant Gustin will always be the Flash, right? Um, Stephen Amell will always be, you know, Arrow, Green Arrow, you know, whatever you want to say. Um, but it. So th- that was, but that wasn't the thinking back then. But it, it was smart to go younger with him and unknown because then, uh, this is what Donner always said, well, now we we see uh, this guy is Superman. I don't know who mm-hmm. this guy is, so I can't say, oh, it's Rocky playing Superman. Oh, it's Conan yeah. the Barbarian playing Superman. It's like, no, it's, that's Superman. And I think that's a big part of why you know, we as the audience, you know, the whole audience versus just kids could imprint him immediately as Superman, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our, they were even worried about he, he was too young, too young yeah. for the role, which mm-hmm. was, you know, it's funny. Uh, just like a different, a different day, age, different day, different mentality when it came to comic book movies, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, they, they I just can't fathom if they had cast like Robert Redford or someone. They yeah. just would they it, I did 
you're right. I, it's a little bit like, again, I go compare it to um, Batman 89, where, you know, Tim Burton said, I just, you know, they, they were pushing for a name to play like a, Batman. Like a Clint Eastwood or somebody, right? Yeah, you know. and uh, like some of the guys who, you know, they were looking at back then. Um, uh, and and they with Keaton, and there's like, I I I can I can see him putting on the suit and it being Batman. I can't think, you know, like um, Pierce Brosnan was one. Yeah, so you you get Pierce Brosnan. He's I, I see Pierce Brosnan as Batman or whoever you know whoever uh, you know whoever the name actors were back mm -hmm. in those days, the marquee actors and. So yeah, it was just Christopher Reeve being cast was it was they 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 lucked out that they didn't give in to their what they thought was their the right direction and get a name and an older someone who was a little bit older because it I don't it wouldn't have worked. No, it it really wouldn't have. And I think that Christopher Reeve, you know, being a Juilliard trained actor, mm -hmm. you know, so he. So he understood immediately about separating Clark from Superman. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when you watch like George Reeves, you know, he's, there's kind of subtle differences, but not really, you know, because, but then again, it was also a different time, but you know, he could always kind of wink at the audience at the end, like, Hey Lois, you know, it's not like I'm a Superman wink at the camera. Yeah. We all cheer. Um, whereas Reeve understood, well, Superman is probably who he is. He's, confident and he knows he's powerful but he's here to help whereas clark needs to be kind of forgettable and meek and you know everything superman's not in a lot of ways and and it's funny because when i i've like ebbed and flowed throughout my like critique of that over the years um but i've really settled on man like i i, I really think like if you were to look at clark kent in this movie there's no way in hell you would think he's superman you know mm -hmm. and but I also think there's a benefit to Superman being the, where he doesn't wear a mask that probably 99% of people wouldn't assume he has a secret identity. Um, so when there's stories that's like, we need to uncover Superman's secret identity, I'm like, I'm showing you his face. I don't know what more you want, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um, I, 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 I prefer that take on Clark, the public Clark Kent. Um, like the mumbly, mumbly Clark where they've, you know, kind of made him more, you know, and they made Clark more cool, if you yeah. will, over the years. Mm -hmm. Um because it just makes more sense that okay, you know, the glasses just it's not just the glasses. Yeah. Cuz Chris Christopher Reeve, he comes off as like you said completely different. So different than than Superman that you you hundred percent buy the fact that people don't get that he's Superman, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um and also because you're, you're like the audience is in in on the quote unquote joke, you know that he's not really like that. But he yeah. would have to be, you know, because he's like, you know, he's a writer, reporter at a newspaper and he's in the public, you know, even if, you know, hell at one time. They had him as a news anchor, you know, and yeah, and, uh, on TV, and it's just um, 
Yeah, I, I like that. I prefer that because then you you also see, you know, you see Clark when mm -hmm. he's not, which is kind of really who he, he is. You know, he's Clark right. Kent raised in Kansas as opposed to, you know, Superman is what he can do. The public Clark is, to, to you know, is the mask. And then there's the, you know, the real Clark. But yeah, yeah I, I've always liked that that take. And when, when it's done, I think it's... Uh, it's makes more sense. I, it's uh, and you know, and this scene has been talked about ad nauseum, but it's worth repeating the, uh, after the interview scene, you know, when, mm -hmm. you know, Clark is in Lois's apartment and, you know, he takes off his glasses, he straightens yeah. up and says, Lois, there's something I have to tell you. And then she comes out of the room and he, he's, he decides not to, he throws the glasses back mm -hmm. on, you know, it's like seeing that shift. I mean, I'm getting like chills talking about it. It's so good. You know, it's that like oh, his his whole body changes, changes. and that's yeah. uh, you know he's he 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 looks he looks and feels smaller. Yep. Compared to Superman, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the voice is different, you know, and it it's great. Yeah. Well, it's it's also just to me so funny how uh, and like Margot Kidder said that the way she went about her, her business as Lois was to based on her real life when there's a man she's attracted to she can't form a sentence and she's just you know all googly eyed but when there's mm -hmm. a man she knows has a crush on her but she doesn't really think much of him she can kind of brush him off and she's super confident mm -hmm. so i love her two different ways that she deals with superman and clark and mm -hmm. and when i was uh re-watching the movie recently i i had to laugh and go man like clark is he is like smooth as hell when <laughs> he's talking to Lois, you know, and it's such a good line. Like when he, she says, what color underwear am I wearing? And, and he's like, Oh, you know, you have the lead things here. I can't see through lead. She's like, Oh, that's interesting. And then he walks, she walks away and he says pink. And then he's like, Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Lane. I didn't mean to embarrass you. And I was like, I was like, where's my notebook. I need to take notes. Like I can learn <laughs> how to seduce that, women from Christopher Reeves. That scene, that scene with him and Lois when she's interviewing him is almost the master class of acting by Christopher Reeve. Yep. Because he there's he he has some expressions uh you know with that that he um that lets the audience know that he knows he's and he just you know he's he gets the fact that he's having a little bit of fun with it as well even though right, he's you know right truth, truth justice in the american way i'm and <laughs> i you know, i never lie and it's just he also he's also having some fun yeah and it's, yeah. and if you watch if you watch the there's um the, the screen test with him doing that scene have you ever seen that Yes, yeah, yeah. It is way different. Mm -hmm. When he is very, very, you know, Superman and uh, you know, <laughs> in, in the in the test screening, and then he, he, it's just more, way more natural and flows, and you, he's having fun. Superman is Superman, you know, in the in the movie is having fun doing this with this interview with Lois, right? Uh, it, and that and that scene in general is just, I mean. 
it's it's really great because you get to kind of see him fall in love with her right yeah. you know whereas of course she's in love with him like you know he saved her life and he has you know i mean look at the guy you know he's he's freaking mm-hmm. gorgeous um but uh it you know it it, it goes back to that you know the, the the film like i said it does this really natural progression with the, the clark character from smallville to uh, metropolis and i i gotta say though uh my my biggest pet peeve with the movie is when you know he goes to the fortress for the first time, and you know he's on the journey with Jor-El through the cosmos or whatever. Um, even as a kid, the first time I watched the movie, and he says, "When we return, twelve of your Earth years will have passed." I, I remember even as a kid going, "What? His mother must be worried sick about him." <laughs> you know? Yeah, like she just he just disappeared for twelve years. Like, and and I get that it's kind of like the biblical side of things, like. We see Jesus at like thirteen, and then again at like thirty-three, right? Um, but it, I, I just remember even as a kid going, "That's not okay." <laughs> like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> but she, you know, you know, she knows that he has this calling. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a scene of them in the in the field. You know that yeah, he knows yeah. she knows that he he has a calling that's greater than. You know, you're sitting here for a reason, like you know. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I never thought about you know him just being. I just ch- always chalked it up as yeah, he's becoming Superman. But and it also was like that's a long. I did. I did remember like twelve years. You know, your years of uh, Earth years have passed. It's just, um, I do remember thinking, well, that's a long time. You know, <laughs> yeah, to, you know. Even you know, it didn't take bat. It didn't take Bruce Wayne that long. You well, know, it, it well, like? it, it's like eight years. <laughs> so, but but they also address it in in Batman Begins, right? He's like, oh, you had me declared dead. He's like, oh no, Mister Earl yeah. declared you dead, and so he and makes it, a, a big public thing about coming back. <laughs> and and part of it is uh, the reason why they say twelve is to to make him like about thirty years old. You know, he's right. like eight, 17, 18 when he leaves. You know, because yeah, yeah. Um, they couldn't have you couldn't have Superman be in his twenties now, you know. I, I, I don't. I'm, that's just you know what they were thinking then. Well, you know, it's even though all the actors have been that age, but they've always played yeah. it older, like Dean Kane and well, except for Tom Welling, who had to play it younger. I guess <laughs> he was like yeah. twenty five when he was cast. Um, but uh, but one one thing that I think uh, still holds up about the movies a lot of the I, I personally think a lot of the flying scenes still hold up. Like that, mm-hmm. that, that first scene out of the fortress, like still kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, you know, when, when I was rewatching the movie and seeing the flying sequences, even the, can you read my mind scene with Lois? Like, I mean, the special effects were what they were at the time, but a lot of it, I'm like, man, like maybe it's just Christopher Reeve. He's really selling it or something, but a lot of these flying scenes look really good. And one of the, and one thing it makes me think of is uh, in Superman Returns, when they have like a rooftop scene, he says, you know, you know, Lois, I came to talk, you know, and, you know, stop any questions people might have about me. And when he like comes off of the ledge to the roof, it's like this like grandiose moment where he's he's slowly floating down, his cape is mm-hmm. billowing. And I just looked at that and went, no, that was like, that's like a $25,000 shot. It really just 
wasn't necessary. Like he could have just kind of hopped down or they could have just cut to him on the roof, you know, because like Christopher Reeve would just like hop down and it just felt yeah. that feels more, you know, like, like Clark would think like that. Like, let me just put everybody at ease. Like I'm going to hop down, just be, yeah, you know, normal guy yeah. talking as opposed to whatever, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I agree that, yeah, the flying scenes really um, hold up very well for a movie as old as it is, and it's it speaks to practical effects, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And now they're mostly if they're flying, they're on a, you know, they're in front of a green screen on a on a, you know, some sort of I don't even know what they call them, you know. Uh, uh, they're laying on something, you know, like a mat and, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and it's green and. And then they just all CGI is, yeah, because that like um, I think it's one of the. It, I think a few years ago we did like the top ten best moments in comic book movie history. You know, scenes mm -hmm. and the the you know Superman's first night when he saves Lois in the helicopter. Yeah, that's yeah. you know that was that you know even him you know when he takes comes out of the you know out of the uh turnstile and then he's superman and the guy's going say jim whoa that's a bad outfit and yeah, yeah. You know, excuse me and he, he he you know takes off and when it shows him flying up you know mm -hmm. toward the, the helicopter lois is hanging there and she drops and everyone's watching it you don't look at that and go oh that looks like shit that looks like 19 you know 70s it, it looks great you know he yep. you know and it's you know I love that I, that's one of my most one of my most favorite comic book scene you know um, I don't worry miss I've got you yeah. you got me who's got you you know and yeah. he gives her that he gives her a lecture at you know at the <laughs> end it was like you know statistically speaking it's still the flying still the safest way to travel right right she's just, <laughs> she's just shaking her head you know she just, she can't process it <laughs> yeah um, it and it's funny where uh, you know in in doing uh, and going over a bunch of different Superman stories, I was like, man, this is like, again, the the media influencing the comic books. Almost every origin of Superman has had him since then meeting Lois through some sort of helicopter incident. <laughs> you know, even yeah. Smallville did it in season 10. Um, and I, I just had to laugh going, you know, what, like, what is it about this scene that just makes everybody say, well, I, you know, that's how they have to meet now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I think it's, it, it, it looks like it still looks great. And, you know, and it just, I don't know. It, it, it's the only time I think that statistically speaking, it's still the safest way to travel because mm -hmm. so many other Superman stories have tried to use it. And every other time I'm just like, no, I, I think it's, it's almost funniest here because he's like, oh, yeah, it's still the safest way to travel. Just, just so like matter of fact about it. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas every other time they've done it, I'm just like, I'm like, ah, oh, you now, nah, man, Reeve nailed it. You you all are just, you know, pretending to throw Oh, it's great. I mean, it's <laughs> gentlemen, this man needs help, you know. It's, it's, yep. And so, and he uh, and again yeah. at, at such a young age, he could sell that authority, right? Mm -hmm. Um and and I love how he always does that in in you know the later sequences when California is starting to sink. You know, he, he'd still stop and say, is that, is that man all right? You know, and mm -hmm. then go to his next thing. Um, and he does that in all four of the movies. And I just, 
it always makes me smile thinking that, you know, he's, he's not going to leave until he's sure everybody's okay. And mm-hmm. then he's going to go to his next save. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it's funny, you know, you, you were mentioning that uh, Superman's first night when, when I was rewatching the movie, I thought this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like this whole sequence when he catches the guy, you know, climbing up the building. Oh, I love that. I and, love that. Yeah. Go- <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, all right, something wrong with the elevator, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and then he's on the boat and then he saves Air Force One. And and then he also saves the kitty, right? <laughs> Out of the tree. It's mm-hmm. just I, I just watch it and the music and the the zoom in on him flying and how he just looks like he's having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how can you not sit there and go, Man, it would be awesome to be Superman, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Like such such a, a well done scene. And uh and then you have and I love that Lex's only motivation in the movie is, is like I'm just going to kill Superman and then do my real estate thing. <laughs> you know that's yeah. We didn't need like any character development or anything. Like Gene Hackman can just kind of sell it. Like he's just he's just grumpy and pissed off. Oh, this other guy's going off. He's gonna he's gonna get in my way. I better get rid of him. You know, there's no like the the, the vendetta is so not personal, but mm-hmm. still interesting but just enough for the movie right it doesn't need lex to have this tragic backstory right (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah you you don't need to know any more about lex in that movie than you than you do than they give us yeah you know you you dislike him you know i don't want to feel bad for him i don't you know i don't want to be a tragic a tragic villain or anything any of that bullshit it just you just disliked him and and you 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 cheered when Superman finally got him at the end, and you know he brings him, you know he brings him and Otis to the prison, you know. Yeah. And even uh, Valerie Perrine as Miss Tessmacher, you know, um, is great. Oh uh, yeah. I like you know I love that when she saves him from the kryptonite, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's that that's the. The annoying thing about Kryptonite to me throughout all Superman lore uh, is is it's it's so ill-defined, but I think it I love it in this film when he gets pushed into the pool and, you know, he's trying to resurface, he's trying to lift it and he can't. I I always think anytime I see a Superman thing where he can just crawl away from it, I'm like, no, he shouldn't be able to do that. Like, it should be heavier than he is almost like Thor's hammer or something, right? Like he can't lift yeah. it. Although in comic book lore, we know that Superman can lift it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you know what I mean? It just feels like that, that scene always got me. Cause I'm like, I, and, and again, it's, it's Christopher Reeves selling it, that he literally can't lift the thing over his neck. That he's, you know, he's barely, you know, has his head over the, the water saying, you know, please, Miss Tessmacher, please help me. I, I just, when I was rewatching it, it's like, I've seen this movie a million times, but I'm still going, is he going to be okay? You know? Yeah, they, <laughs> like they set it, they set it up with her perfectly because, you know, when he comes, the first time he comes to Lex, Lex's lair, you know, yeah. underground, under, you know, um, bust down the door and, you know, Lex goes, uh, my lawyer will be contacting you about, about the yep. door. But anyway, yep. that's, Great you know, <laughs> um, you see her, you know, she's looking, kind of looking around the corner and, yep, you know, yep. and, uh, you know, um, 
you, you dislike you know Lex is just completely bad. Otis is a buffoon, and she's got a little. You feel like there's a little good, good in her. Yeah. And then, you know, she watch when she uh, finds out that Lex is you know one of the missiles is he goes I know exactly where it's going. It's going to uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. You know. Yep. Yep. And she, my mother lives in Hackensack, and he's like, looks at his watch and shakes his head, and yeah. And then she sees Superman struggling and she's again, she's looking and he sees her, you know, and he tried, you know, and she says, um, you know, before I take it off, you know, you got to save my mother. You have to save my mother first. Yeah. And he's like, but he goes, I, and, and he goes, I will. And he get, you know, you tell that you, you never lie. I, I, I trust you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a great scene. It it's, it's really well done. And, and that moment you mentioned with Hackman, like, it's just so cold, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, she says, my mother lives in Hackensack, and he doesn't say anything like, I'll call her and get her away or something. He just goes, yeah. nope, sorry. Yeah. Um, it And I love, uh, you know, when you're talking about, like, oh, my, my, you know, my lawyer will be seeing you about the door. I love, he's like, oh, just take the man's cape. And Superman just looks at Otis like, yeah. you're fucking kidding me right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't think he wants me to take his cape, Mr. Luthor, you know? And yeah. um, I'm glad that, when Otis has been redone in other super media, like uh, I think he was uh, a main character and a recurring character, I should say in season four of Supergirl. And he was kind of a dummy, but he wasn't like Ned Beatty buffoonish. I I'm glad that that has kind of stayed where it has, you know, because I think mm -hmm. it works great in the movie, you know, like when Lex is complaining about Superman and Otis brings him in the robe in the pool and he's like, Otis, put my robe on after I've gotten out of the pool. You know? Yeah. Uh, just funny little scenes like that. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it adds something that only really works in a movie made at this time. Right. Mm -hmm. If you were to put Otis in like the new James Gunn movie, mm -hmm. you'd always the audience would be going, what the hell is going on? Here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but and, and it was hilarious. You know, we talked about, the the cast you know they wanted big names ned Beatty was a huge actor when he yeah, when he was yeah. at that time i mean big yeah. so he was he was just part of that uh you know ned Beatty and marlon brando and gene hackman they were these were huge actors in, it, the, in the mid and late 70s it's one of those things that i i took for granted in a sense when i was a kid not realizing that and just falling in love with the movie as it was it wasn't really until like years and years later when Toy Story 3 came out, and I was like, man, Lotso is like a great villain. Plays him. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's Otis from Superman? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's yeah. Lotso Hugging Bear, like the, one of the evilest Toy Story villains. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also Ratzenberger is in Superman, and he's in that he movie. Is. So, yeah. <laughs> little uh, fun thing there. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, the first meeting between Lex and Superman is so great. It just... They don't get a lot of screen time together, um, mm -hmm. but what they have together is is the stuff that you know could be dissected forever, right? And mm -hmm. and I feel like it's totally in character. Like Lex has the thing in, in the kryptonite in the lead box, and you know he's like, "Hey, don't open that!" And Superman is just like, "You know, give me a break." Opens it, kryptonite, and Lex, you know, it's like it, it's so good because it just feels so in character, like. I, I knew this dummy was going to open the box because he has yeah. to know. Um, 
Whereas, you know, we hope that Superman would learn his lesson after then. <laughs> yeah, the 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 debt, not the detonator. It was the you, you got to have the whatever was going to shut everything off. You know, right, right. The switch or whatever in hell. And uh, you know, Lex just looks at the box, and Superman sees him look at the box, and yep. so he goes, he goes, don't open that, and he does, mm -hmm. I'll mold these, I'll mold it to your prison bars, and opens it up, and ha, ha, I told you not. He's got this, just this smirk and this, you know, I told you not to open it, you know? Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's funny, just, uh, you know, like, like we were saying that Lex, it, it's great that Lex can just be the bad guy. It's, it's very mm -hmm. much the approach that Nicholson had as the Joker, right? You know, mm -hmm. just, he's just the bad guy. We don't need to know mm -hmm. a, a tragic origin story or whatever, or even though there's like elements of it with, Nicholson, right? Like he was cast aside because he was the other man. Um, but it's not played that way. And even in this film, it's not played that way. It's just Gene Hackman being uh just, you know, he's like he's like you diseased maniac. And then he just like he kind of likes it. And he says it later. He's like, you know, he's like pretty good for a diseased maniac when you say Superman. It's just like, wow, like this guy is pure evil. And mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, we we can complain about like the, the Marvel movies and how for a long time they their villains weren't up to snuff. And it's true. It's a good argument. But it's like maybe what they were missing was just it's OK to not have a story to just be or quote unquote, not to have a, an arc. You're just the bad mm -hmm. guy. You mm -hmm. know, like another good example would be um, like Kevin Bacon in uh, X-Men First Class. Like we don't know who that character is. Other than the fact that he just likes being the bad guy, and that's totally mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, I like some of these superhero movies when they're like, "Oh, how do we figure out this arc?" It's like make him bad, you know. That's yeah. all he needs to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, let me. So um, as we're wrapping up here, um, so you know, it's it's been said uh, ad nauseum, of course, but I mean. When you think of Batman music, you think of Danny Elfman. Mm -hmm. If you're not thinking of no, 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 Batman, right? Neil Hefty. But mm -hmm. I mean, this the John Williams score has followed Superman to this day. To even in the <laughs> even in the Black Adam post credit mm -hmm. scene, right? It was the John yeah. Williams music with Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's you know, my friends and I looked at each other and I was like, oh, that's cool. He was it was Henry Cavill, and I was like, yeah, but it was the John Williams music. Like that's mm -hmm. that's awesome, um, and unfortunately now you know <laughs> we'll never see any of that again. Um, but uh, what what I don't know what what is it about this score that just sets it apart from everything else? That just feels the most Superman, I guess, right? Um, I think the time it came. I mean, musical scores are still a big deal, you know. Yeah, but. Um, I want to say to be good what I'm saying here it was there was a period like 60s 70s where music scores became just became synonymous with particular movies or characters mm -hmm. uh, the Star Wars theme John yep. Williams uh, Jaws John Williams okay yeah, yeah. I'm not just trying to rip out John Williams left and right but but yes there's part of that being john williams but um 
it just it was just for that reason just because how great it was it just was cemented in into superman that music you know i i know like the danny elfman uh, it's almost like it's almost like with superman that it's okay to use that same music kind of like bond you know you yeah you know even you know with uh i know up until up until casino royale it was bond just continued and it was never was really a reboot you know yeah right right until casino royale which really they they owe bond owes batman that because it's kind of they took a they took a page out of batman be the batman begins you know textbook there so 100%. um but you know that you still used that that theme mm -hmm. for the daniel craig films and you and with other actors but that was a, re, a reboot and you almost like you know because we've seen with Batman, we've seen different themes once with a reboot, even with a soft reboot like uh, Batman Forever. Yep. You know, the, the 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 music was different. Uh, but with Superman, it's just that's it's just the Superman almost to the point where I think you know you can almost just do like Bond and use that. You know, yeah. Uh, no matter what incarnation, what continuity. Whereas Batman, it kind of fits Batman to have there's different themes that go with the different versions of Batman. You got the sixties, you know, you know, yeah. the classic TV theme. You got uh, Danny Elfman. It, I, I, I do think, you know, that's, that, that's iconic. Um, mm -hmm. But I, you know, I love the Elliot Goldenthal theme from Batman forever. And I, and I loved the stuff that they did with the dark Knight trilogy. And it just, yeah. you know, you know, and I loved, uh, uh, the Batman, you know, like boom, boom, boom. And so yeah, I think it's, um, I just, long way around answering your question. I just think because of when it came out, who the composer was, it's just cemented as, as Superman. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, on, on that tangent for just a moment, I will say that, uh, Michael Cicciano, uh, if I'm saying his name right, uh, who did the Batman? Cicciano, yeah. Cicciano, okay, yeah. yeah. I know it's, it had a couple different <laughs> like syllables in there, um, but his uh, the Batman. When I listen to that soundtrack, uh -huh. it's the first time since Elfman that I feel like I'm the movie's playing in my head. Uh, I, right? It's a it's a it's a it's a great it's great soundtrack. I've yeah. listened to the whole thing. It's it's fantastic, fantastic. I, I, I've listened to it driving at night, which I don't recommend because <laughs> it, 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 you know, just not because I bought it like right after seeing the movie for the first time. So I was like, mm -hmm. I remember everything about the movie, but the music is also terrifying. So I'm going to change it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, and Williams has been iconic with everything he's done. You know, when you think about, you know, we know Jaws, we know Star Wars, right? You know, we know Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. Uh, just, always brilliant stuff from him mm -hmm. um the last question i have for you is mm -hmm. um what what are you hoping to see from the future you know we have james gunn's movie coming out in a couple of years which i i am really looking forward to and i'm mm -hmm. really hoping recaptures that superman energy that we've been lacking for a long time i mm -hmm. mean smallville had its day and superman and lois is really good but i feel like the the general audience 
hasn't been exposed to, and, and no offense to Man of Steel or Justice League, because I, I like those movies, but we haven't had a great Superman movie in arguably 45 years, you know? <laughs> um, I th- This is, I'm going to bring this up. I know it's it's a topic you could have a whole podcast on. Sure. Um, I think there's, I think there's a little bit. Superman is a hard sell with the general audience for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had two, we've had two solo films basically since the. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I Superman one and two, are the two greatest Superman films ever period. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I say that as someone, and I've said many times, I, I defend this movie. I borderline love man of steel. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. People, you know, with all the nonsense going on with, you know, that this certain group of online fandom who supports the director who made that film, mm-hmm. uh, they, they forget or, or don't remember how much shit fans gave that movie when it came out. Yep. Um, uh, Yep. And I remember <laughs> critics and, and I was a def- I defended that film, but, and we had that and we had, you know, Superman returns, which essentially it's, it's the story of Superman, the movie again. Yeah. And this with different little few different, you know, things. Um, it's a, yeah. part of the reason I really like it because it was nostalgia for Superman, the movie. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, I neither one did as well as Warner Brothers had hoped. Right. Um and now we have this this third shot basically with the with Gun and Superman Legacy. Um I think you 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 go back to what what worked. I'm not saying you just copy Richard Don or Christopher Reeves, but you that's the superman that resonated the most with with people yeah um i don't think i i you know i i i there's a lot riding this on that movie because if it if it doesn't do well and i'm what i mean is it doesn't the audience is just like like, "Eh, i don't care because batman's teflon batman's teflon batman is period is he is dc warner brothers number one comic book superhero ip period there's i mean there's no and we know we can get into why and it's obvious people can relate to batman easier than superman yeah um so i think you go back to what but what makes superman work has worked even though this was almost a half century ago with Superman, the movie Superman two, I'm not saying you just copy the tone verbatim, but it's something more along those lines. Cause we've seen, we've seen, you know, we've seen man of steel and the edgier, you know, the darker edgier um, uh, modernized version of Superman. Yeah. Uh, uh, So we'll see. It's got to hit. Cause I, I think if it doesn't, then you're you're really looking at like okay, Superman just may not work on the big screen anymore, and not and not like we want it to. And yeah. it's worked on the small screen to a certain degree. You know, we've had several 
There's a reason why we've had several Superman TV series. Oh yeah, yeah. There have it. I mean, I'm talking. I mean, with Superman front and center, you know, in in them, right? As opposed right. to, we have not had that with Batman because nope. there still is the and and I agree with this. I, I just wrote an op-ed about it. There's still something special about Batman on the big screen, yeah. and Warner Brothers still. Even though they've let they've loosened up a little bit over the last twenty years, yeah. with, the, with the Batman IP, that wanted, reserving Batman proper, Batman the character, solo Batman for live action for big screen. I and I, I agree with that. Um, Superman, they had to find ways to use the character because they couldn't find a way to do it on the big screen. Yeah, and you see there's the difference between the two over the last 20, 30 years. So um, I'm all, you know, look, I'm a Superman fan. So I hope it is. I hope, I hope it's good. I hope, and I hope audiences love it. I really do. I, I do too. And I think that there's a lot, you know, there, there, there's no reason he shouldn't like if Ant-Man <laughs> can resonate with audiences, then why the hell Superman can't, you know? Um, I think, and I think James Gunn is, is a, certainly a unique choice. Who not? I would not have thought of him, but given what he's been saying, and you know how transparent he's been online, which I think has been great. It's like okay, like I, we're at least moving in the right direction, you know. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic <laughs> for the next Superman. I, film. The only thing that I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm a James Gunn fan. And yeah. I know that people have said like, okay, oh, he's going to gun this up, you know, and it's going to be like the Suicide <laughs> Squad and, you know, sure. some of the quirky, you know, edgy stuff he's done. But he's also a huge comic book fan, huge DC fan. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he he reveres the character. So I, I trust him writing the script and what, how, what he's going to do with Superman in this the only thing that I, I little pause just a little bit is and i know a lot of i know this is a beloved story and i know a lot of people love it i'm not a huge fan of all-star superman <laughs> that's fair uh it it, it took me like, it, yeah. it took me a minute to get around to it yeah yeah and it's it's um now i think the tone of superman in it is if it's this the tone it's pretty good because Superman is kind of like a, just a super good person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, so I, I, that part, there's just some story elements of all-star Superman that I'm not particularly, it's just not. You don't, uh, you you don't want Jimmy Olsen in the, in the rainbow color (laughs) Uh, trench coat the whole time. (laughs) Um, uh, well, Bill, this has been uh, such a blast uh, getting to catch up with you and, and talk uh, talk Superman with you. Uh, you know what? This is the first time I've had a chance to talk about um, Superman the movie ever really? on a podcast, even a Batman on film podcast. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, I, I, I know there's one on it. I just I wasn't part of it. So but yeah, I mean. I lived it, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, yeah. I was there. I was 13 years old. So you were- you were the prime age for the film, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I recently showed it to my my three year old 
uh she i mean she loved it you know mm-hmm. uh, i like i skipped past like the krypton and stuff because i was like mm-hmm. i was a weird kid where i always liked that boring adult stuff <laughs> but like i feel like if i had had that on she would have been like what is going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but we skip right to Superman saving Lois, and and she was like jumping up and down, and she thought it was the coolest yeah. thing. I was like, okay, like this movie, it still has some magic to it. I think. Yes. It's classic, and Christopher yeah. Reeve is still the best Superman. Hundred percent says, yeah. No, no, you're hundred percent right. Um, so if people are, uh, you know, flying through Metropolis uh, and the, on the interwebs there looking for you, where can they find you out there, Bill? Uh, you can find everything basically at my website, Batman on film, Batman dash on dash film.com. And I'm over on Twitter at Batman on film. Uh, and if just, you want just links to Batman on film stuff, the news feed is at the Batman on film. So that's basically it. Um, and, and definitely check them out because they, you know, I think y'all have some integrity that's missing from a lot of stuff. Um, you know, as as of this recording, there's a lot of mm-hmm. Joker is, is is Joker two is filming, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like set photos and stuff, and mm-hmm. I and it just it just irks me. I'm just like stop sharing this stuff. Like you know, mm-hmm. like wait till we get the official stuff. But also on the on the other hand of that is Warner Brothers, stop letting this happen every damn time you're filming a movie. <laughs> I think there should have been a they should have put out a publicity shot of of Lady Gaga as Harley before this weekend. Yes, you know? for, for sure. And it's just, it's frustrating. So, but I also appreciate that. I feel like I learned that frustration from Batman on film, from not uh, understanding the value of like, let's just wait till they officially release stuff. Cause like if it was mm-hmm. up to Christopher Nolan, we wouldn't see anything before the film, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's just kind of insane mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> Um, I, look, hey, I'm a bit of a dinosaur. Or look, I just said I watched. I was 13 when I saw Superman the movie in in the theater. Um, but I don't care. I'm just gonna keep doing what I do. So no, I and and I think yeah. that's the way it should be done. Um, uh, but uh, as for me, you'll find me at Four Comic Junkies on Twitter. Uh, if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please write a review, subscribe, get the get those buds in ears, and uh, for all you out there. Uh, just remember that flying is the safest way to travel unless you're in a helicopter with Lois Lane. And get the hell out of that helicopter. Uh, it, for sure. For sure. It is, it is <laughs> going to crash. Yeah. <laughs>